Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fishing action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Atch, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bow and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. All right, we're getting started? Sure. Hammer time. You want to do introductions? You want to do introductions? I don't care. All right. All right, this week we have Sparky that is... One of our kayak buddies. He's he does quite a bit of flathead fishing. Do you want us to go? You want to go by Sparky, or you want to let's go, go by a different? You know, that's going to be your alias, the OG Sparky. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can give him my real name too if you want. No, I, I think it's it's more like, fun just to leave it as Sparky. Like the flow yeah. under the cover. <laughs> Undercover, I should say. And our fourth is my uh, twin brother, the lesser half, Richard Tasser, <laughs> the youngster. Which which we're going to start out with a question. I mean. We are twins, be it fraternal, but we do have the same genetics, almost the same. We have the same environmental bring-up. How the hell are you so bad at fishing? (laughs) (laughs) It's starting already. I mean, mean, you had all the advantages that I had, and you're just horrible. Still talking to the mic. Please. Yeah, what's his what's your excuse? Is, his fishing's as good as he does give directions, Spencer. <laughs> but we're not talking about giving directions. We're talking about fishing right now. Yeah. All I hear is crickets. That's it. That's Let it. it go. All right, guess we'll move on then. I don't even like bragging. Best genetics prevail. <laughs> Who's tougher? Ooh. I can't hardly walk, get out of bed in the morning anymore. <laughs> So the real time, then you're 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 not the toughest one. He's pretty tough, dude. I used he's to not be as tough, but he's pretty yeah. tough, dude. <laughs> All right, just do we have any old business? Old business. I think one of the last podcasts we stopped off on, we were talking about what type of fisherman we were. What kind of fisherman are you? We we talked about. That I, I forgot was, that was a long time ago. That was things but, get fuzzy. Seven days. I, I talked about how I'm, I'm just a leisurely fisherman. I just, I really enjoy it. That's my happy spot. That's the reason why I get out is just to be away, be quiet, enjoy it. 
Woody's licking my foot at the moment. Do you have socks yeah. on? <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, that's really that, weird. That is weird. <laughs> but but no, I'm just the leisurely guy. That's that's my getaway. Any chance I get to to not hear noise, that's that's my spot. I don't know. What kind of category? If you had to give yourself a category of fishermen, or we could break it down because, you know, people love painting other people into corners. Like, what kind of categories of fishermen and fisherwomen are there? Shoot. You're right. I mean, there's I, obviously the professionals. Well, Spencer, none of, Spencer none Bowers, of those are Spencer, here. Spencer Bowers <laughs> of the world. Easy now. <laughs> oh, goodness. No, those are the... I don't know what adjective you use for Spencer, but the <laughs> I can non-stop. think of a lot of them. <laughs> the, the nonstop, the, the s- get out of bed and unintelligent. This is all I want to do. Slow. <laughs> well, <laughs> do I need to go on? <laughs> what kind of what kind of fisherman are you, Sparky? Oh, I'd probably go with Ryan the leisure. You know, I'm gonna. I don't know. You're telling if, me. Well, that's what I said. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna explain to you right now. Okay. I'm gonna. You know, I if I got free time, I'm gonna go do it. Um, any like I said. Uh, you didn't want to go trip, this weekend. The trips. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know. I feel like there family was a, matters well, come first. Invitation sent yeah. your direction. Un- unfortunately, company yeah. has something to do with that. I'm, I'm right. sure. I'm sure <laughs> the company for sure. <laughs> Ryan, you give me a call. Yeah, Shit, I might be there. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I just like to get out there and have some fun. You know, if I got usually, um, I like to make a few trips a year out and about. Just um, not this weekend. Just not this weekend. <laughs> just not you to give me more than a three day heads up. I gave maybe. you at oh, least a five day gosh. heads up. Was it five? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. But did you look at the five day forecast when you gave him that five the five day, day forecast? If I had looked at the St. Louis forecast, <laughs> I'd have, I'd have cut all you, plans. You can't say names on here, Sparky. St. Louis is a large area. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> you got to draw the line somewhere. No. No location. Quit saying that. Well, the cat's out of the bag. Man. It, no, I'll edit it out. It's yeah. fine. They know you were fishing at Spring Lake over in Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody sees you there. So the forecast is wonderful, just for the record. Like 65 <laughs> every day, all weekend. And it, no joke, it was like negative 65 every day a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so uh, Sparky did not check the forecast. That was too bad. <laughs> well, if your obligations are what they said they are, or what you said they are, it shouldn't matter. It should matter. I mean, wedding, <laughs> weddings are pretty important, but so is oh, the big I old disagree. blue catfish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have scientifically proven that weddings do not matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that that's why I managed <laughs> to stay single this whole time. <laughs> Sparky smoked the desk. Woody doesn't know what's going on. He is mass confusion. Oh gosh! All right, Richard, what do you think? What type of fisherman are you? I am, in my mind, a professional fisherman that goes fishing as many times as my wife allows. Um, I would be like Bauer. I would fish every day if I could. Um, I don't get to fish every day. Everyone every thinks day that I fish every day. I said, every day I How could. many days did you fish last year, Spencer? Not enough. How many days? Not all of them. Yeah. <laughs> no. Pretty damn close. It was well over 100 short of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm barely over fifty percent at that point. With a full time job, that's pretty <laughs> <Right>. impressive. <laughs> With a full time job and a business, I can still fish twice a month usually. But if there was fish in Iowa, I'd fish more here. 
There's a couple. I was gonna say. I let them go. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Me and you have fished in state, but five times in the past. That, five that's years, why you get man. stuck on them sandbars, Rick. <laughs> exactly. You need to fish around here. I don't know my local more. water. I can go to the Red River in North Dakota, and I can quit saying them water you. names. Sorry. Rick. Sorry. <laughs> I can go to the Red River in Minnesota. I mean, and <laughs> the Red River is in Oklahoma. Okay, yeah, the Oklahoma. Tech There's so rivalry. many. Yeah. There are quite a few of them. And I know all that water, but yeah, the local water. Rick will run run his fifty sixty thousand dollar boat up on a sandbar. It's fifty sixty thousand might not even touch it. Yeah, and that's on a weekly basis. And I will go to lakes and I will dock my brand new boat on the rocks and walk over them to fish the dams and just leave it sitting there with no bumpers, <laughs> no nothing. All my buddies make fun of me and my boat's just bouncing off hey, the rocks. I, I can account. Fish yeah. and blow spillway is a good place. You exactly just need right. a vessel that'll get you there, yeah. so you don't have to walk there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of fisherman I am. You guys tell me, but I'm just a dude who fishes all the time. Obsessed. Well, yeah, obsessed. Right. And we're really jealous good. of you is what we are. That's well, the kind of fisherman you are. It, we, you we need to take more. responsibility for your life yeah. <laughs> okay? and understand that you have complete control over your actions. Yeah. But and every action has a repercussion. But yeah. Rick is a destination fisherman. Like he Man. literally oh new goes, category yeah goes destinations yeah he, if he has a weekend they go. We Somewhere. leave on Wednesday night, and yeah, they I don't fish go South local, Dakota, though. North Dakota, Minnesota, Kansas, Canada. Um, we went fishing down in the Dominican this year. We went to Cozumel fishing this year. What'd you catch Florida. down there? Uh, mahi mahi. So deliciousness. Yeah, great eating. You keep fish. any of them? Yeah, you kept all yeah. of them. Can yep. be crazy. Kept them and <laughs> them I don't know. That night. <laughs> yeah. How many did you keep? All of them. <laughs> Every all single of one. Yeah. So yeah, I. When I plan a fishing trip, I I drive or fly, and I like taking my own stuff. I don't like fishing out of other people's stuff, but I I hear there's a really good guide here that maybe I can leave some of my stuff at home. And guy's an idiot. You better, <laughs> no. you better just bring your own stuff. <laughs> I'll just follow the guide around in my boat. You know, all right, <laughs> that's so a better idea. As a, as a guide, that's like something I'm worried about like people spot burning and everything else and i make a point not to fish singular spots but to fish patterns and then there's a variety of spots on the spot so like you show up at one general location at certain water level and then i set up on this location for a reason and then if somebody came back they were to pull up their boat or whatever in the exact same spot and if the water level changes then Lots of times the fishery changes, but they're fifty feet out of the way. Right, right. <laughs> and then I set up maybe a hundred yards from them, and then I catch a fish in, and then smile. But uh, <laughs> if you need, I can like put a ghillie suit on and paintball gun. No, no, not a ghillie. You need to put a Sasquatch. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> you know, by five foot eight. No, we'll get you some stilts. <laughs> yeah. For stilts would do it. Yeah, I'd start. I'd pummel them with a paintball gun. No, Sasquatch doesn't have a paintball gun. Well, I'm going to. How do you know? Sasquatch is really <laughs> You're like right. he was. <laughs> right. Have you talked to every Sasquatch around? No. That, that might be just their a, hobby. Just a couple hand, of them. I know a handful of them. They <laughs> like beef jerky. Mm-hmm. And being fuzzy. Yep, and we're, we're buddies. <laughs> no, but like, what's cool, you take somebody fishing to a spot that's real good. Is it like? Is it cool for him to go back with you guys? Or? No. Ryan it's took not. a buddy, one of our buddies fishing, and uh, went back the next week, and he'd had six guys with him, and they were fishing the spot, and 
That's and they did well. Yeah. They did no, really good, well. Good. You yeah. were happy for yeah. it, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. The same kid did the same thing to me. I took him to one of my deer spots the year before that, and he called me the next year and said, hey, just so you know, that place you took me at deer hunting last year, I called and got permission, so don't plan on hunting it this year. What and do you I, even, like, are you automatically not friends anymore? Yeah, yeah, that's the last time I talked to him, and I said, if you show up, we will be there opening day. If you show up there opening day, as soon as you open that truck, you better be ready to fight, or don't show up to deer hunt. And they didn't show up to deer hunt. And I would have been serious. I'd have bounced him like a basketball right <laughs> off that line. And I don't even own it. But I fish, you know, I we hunt the same land for 20 years, and we take him one year, and he called to get permission. And the only reason the owner gave him permission is because he thought he was hunting with us. Because that's the only way the owner had seen him. See, fishing's bad enough. I feel like deer hunting permissions takes oh, a whole new level. That's now, I wouldn't say that's half the reason I don't really deer hunt. The most of it is I just don't get excited about a big deer. I don't know yep. what it is. Like I see a big deer, I appreciate a big deer. I, see, I agree. I, I enjoy watching them. But as far as the pursuit, I enjoy eating them. Mm-hmm. I like eating them. That, that chili we just ate before this was deer chili. Yep. My old man grinds up some deer and, yeah, I'll take 20 pounds if you want to give them to me. But I just don't get worked up over it. And But part of a small piece of that is it's just hard to get permission. And when people get permission, it's just... It's kind of a shit show at times. Well, it's kind of like the Super Bowl, you know, especially shotgun hunting. You're waiting for that first Saturday yeah, bow, in December. But bow hunting is you know? probably worse. That is true. And it's strung out over months. It's strung yeah. out. It takes yeah. a lot yeah. of time. But Ryan, your definition, that's just like Ryan. You know, I go to Lake Erie fishing every May and uh, just can't wait to go. You know, you'll be fishing and by you can keep six fish apiece and we take five people so we'll catch 30 fish by noon. And we're thinking, man, then we're just throwing back. Ryan don't like going because, uh, you know, we catch 28-inch walleye, and he says, that's bait for the flathead I fish for. He said, why do I want to go back up there and catch those? I go about every three or four years just to spend time with my family. Ryan has never used a 28-inch bait for (laughs) the record. He tried to cast a 20-inch bait and gave him fits this summer. It did. But it lasted all night, sadly. I was hoping that thing got we smashed. We didn't catch nothing that night, no. which was sucked, because I was, had high hopes for mm-hmm. that. But. We we worked for that spot, too. That was like our third choice of <laughs> <Yeah>. spots. <laughs> so there's different different levels of excitement. I get excited to catch 12-inch perch in the wintertime. I get excited to catch 25-inch walleye in the summertime. Ryan gets excited to catch 50-pound flathead in the summertime. I can't wait for that day when Ryan yeah. catches a 50-pound flathead. Yeah. Are you even? Are you going to finally say the fish isn't decent? Like, oh, the thirty-five pounders. Oh, that's a decent one. Well, they are. They're decent. They're fun. <laughs> they, oh, they're amazing. Yeah. that's what gets me out there. Yeah, is the, cut, the cutoff for decent. You can't when, well, better than decent fifty when, pounds. Yeah, when do they not become decent? When they're they, all decent. Forty. I, I don't care. He's five pounds. That was a decent time. He, he manned up. He took my bait. We had fun. Tougher. Than he nails. just mm-hmm. he just gets to go swimming. I don't even remember if what he's lucky. <laughs> no, depends if the grease is hot. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I I don't know. You ever killed a big flathead? When I was younger, I did. What's yeah. the What's the biggest one you ever killed? Probably high twenties. Okay, that's about the biggest one I killed. Way bigger than I should have. I but, felt bad about it, but for about when I got introduced, got tasted it. <laughs> but I haven't kept another one that big. When I got introduced, it was my oldest brother that used to take us fishing all the time and. He put a knife to every single one of them. Sure. So I just grew up thinking that's what you did. You caught them, you ate them, until I could realize what the hell was going on. And then I just changed my personal views. Yeah. I, I walked mean, up a guy, walked up on a guy in Iowa, Iowa City, I guess I would say it. But um, he 
was carrying out like 45 pounder probably. 40, 45 pounder. It happens. There's, a, there's a lot of people yeah. that do that. You'll you could see keep 15 of them that right. big. Yeah, in exactly. Iowa. Yep. With, between all four of us, we could keep what, 60, 50 pounders in, per night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We could go back the next day and do the right. same thing. Yeah. It's insane. And there's some people to do from back home in Greene County and stuff like that. The, you'll, you'll see the social media where they'll catch those fish, you know, 30, 40 pounders and. They keep them. Did you see know. the story of the dude this spring when it was flooding a little bit? There was it was somewhere out east, and he uh, he found this flathead in like this puddle, like the water shot up and dropped down or something like that. I don't remember, but he caught it by hand, and he was carrying it through like Iowa City or something yeah. like that. Cedar Rapids, yeah. like this fifty yeah. pound flathead dragging it through <laughs> just town, dragging it just hold like cars are driving by, and he's holding it up. Everybody's taking pictures. He took it to like a butcher shop to get it butchered. Did he really? Because he didn't know how to clean it. That's hilarious. I think a butcher shop cleaned it for him. I think he got a fine for hand fishing. He did get a fine for hand fishing, which, I mean, I don't know. Like, you broke the law, and not knowing what the law is is no excuse um, for not following the law. But it it doesn't change the hilarity. <laughs> oh, for sure. I don't even know if hilarity is a word, but it feels it right is for today. this one. Yeah. yeah. I've heard it's it. well a word. Fitting. All right. So what uh so that got me thinking a little bit. Like he broke the law, but if there was any law you could change, like to either make it more strict or less strict because you think it's unnecessarily strict. I don't know. Or even eliminate or add. Fishing regulations wise, is there anything you'd add or take away or change? I and I'm gonna piss a lot of people off Good. in this room, <laughs> yeah. but um, just from you should be able to keep a hundred fifty pounds. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, I catch that. I caught a couple last summer. Like, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and obviously I get the reasons why it's not, but noodling, hand fishing. Why, um, all right, so is there any reason other than your personal enjoyment of the sport? Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, okay. it's just... You think it'd be fun? The adrenaline rush. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Which... I'm pissed. I, hey, I'm going to piss a lot of people off. <laughs> Go to I get Oklahoma! I get, I, I, get, I get why it pisses people off. I, I have noodled before under three different occasions. I was there. I know, but I... you noodled, missed two fish. I've noodled two in good other, fish. other occasions... <laughs> And uh, I just didn't enjoy it very much. It's one of those things where you love or you hate, and I'm, people I'm, you stick in your hand in a hole that you have every, no idea what's going to bite. That's right. well, that's the other side of it. Like the way I look at something I enjoy is like something I'm going to go out and do on my own. I know you shouldn't noodle by yourself, but I would be motivated to go out there regardless of somebody asked me to go. And when it the times that I've noodled, it's been in instances with people who have done it multiple times. And then they go and find the fish and hand feed them to me. And they're like, there's a fish here. You should grab it. And I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> so I go in and, and grab it. Hold my beer. Had a few bush lights in yeah. your system. Get a That's little. liquid courage. That, all that is irrelevant. That doesn't matter. <laughs> my point being is I'm not going to be like uh, going out and looking for spots and stuff. you know. So that's. That's my biggest indicator that I didn't enjoy it that much, so I'm not going to, you know, get worked up over it. But it, honestly, people target bedding bass, you know, and I'm not going to say that I support noodling, but I'm not going to say that I think it's the end of the world. You know, people target spawning fish all the time. Oh yeah, this, that's best crappie fishing of the year. Yeah, and flatheads aren't bass. Flatheads aren't crappies, and 
all that stuff. They're apex predators, and there's not as many of them. But uh, I don't think it's the absolute end of the world. Am I gonna? If somebody says we should noodle in Iowa, am I gonna vote yes? Absolutely not. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, am I gonna look down on someone who noodles? Absolutely not either. So. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> Unless it's Sparky. Then you're, then, just, yeah, then, then you're just an ass. Then, you, <laughs> then I'm just a prick. Yeah. Out of state, though. Yes. Yes. You cannot legally noodle in Iowa. Nope. So can't do that. How about you, Ryan? Uh, I think on the docket is actually a change to the catfish numbers. Like the, you were talking about, yeah. you know, we could keep 15, 50 pounders a day. And to Per my, person. Per person. Per person. Yeah. And in, in my eyes, that's way too excessive for the fishery that we present. You know, I'm, I'm not sure what research has shown that. I mean, oh, I know. If, if they are counting on just channel cat, I could see. Even so. Um, well, what I was going to say as far as the research goes, just to add to what you're saying, is I've talked to a handful of fisheries biologists, and I've never got a straight answer. Because that's what I ask. I'm like, what research supports these regulations and nobody can tell me yeah. I never got a, a, this research supports this. It's just a giant runaround, which I understand as a scientist, you know, there's no definitive answers on anything. There's just evidence that supports, um, an idea or hypothesis or whatever, but they didn't even really give me any real evidence. It was just like, well, no one's ever going to catch 15, 50 pounders. So we haven't changed the regulations. I'm like, well, even if you change them, you're probably right. But shouldn't we regulate it to a point where people have a higher chance of catching trophies? Yeah. But the other side of the thing is what does the fisherman want? Cause you can regulate anything for trophy status. You can re regulate things for, um, catch and take fisheries. I don't know. It's just what the angler wants. And I think one of the lakes that we fish down south is starting to get to that trophy population. Yes, yes. And they've done a great job of changing their regulations. And, you know, in the last five years that I've fished it, it you can really see the it difference. Big, the fish get bigger yes. and bigger and bigger. And I've bigger. got more, you know, 40-plus pound fish there than I did previously. But, but you have to be aware, too, if you look at that from a scientific point of view, that it's a different watershed. Fish populations function differently. There's different forage base. And, I mean, even though the forage base is similar because it's shad and shad, the population dynamics are completely different from the ground up. You know, you have different minerals. You have different nutrients um, as part of the watershed. So you have different bait fish populations like densities and things. And then you have different game fish or just larger predatory fish that interact with them differently down there than but, we do here. But no matter what the options are, pulling a 40-pound fish isn't going to help either one of those populations. Oh, probably not. I mean, if you just break it down to strict math, if you have 1,000 40-pounders and every year 200 of them come out, 200 of them. I mean, that's an extreme example. It doesn't work quite that extreme, but the concept is the same. You know, if you want to catch big fish and you yank big fish out, there's going to be fewer big fish to catch. So how many years to replace that 40 pound fish? I mean, and for depends on the area, but and we're saying well over 20 years. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, flatheads in some watersheds. I mean, there's some 40 pounders that are like 10 years old, not in Iowa. Yeah, they are really. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I've looked, I mean, I'm not an expert. Could you pin me a coordination, please? I, I don't know. That fish is <laughs> but the waters that we fish, there are 40 pounders that I promise you are 10 years old or less. And then there's 20 pounders that are 25 years old. And you only know how old they are is if you 
fillet them and count the rings, right? No, you can bust off. <laughs> the amount of ribs they have. You can bust. They, there's a. I'm going to butcher the name. It's basically a bone in the ear that you'd have to kill the fish to take out, and you cut it in half and count the rings like it's a tree. But my understanding is now you can cut off the dorsal fin, like the bone on the dorsal fin, and do something similar. Really? Yeah, hmm. without killing the fish. You'd harm them a little bit, but they'll bounce they back. They wouldn't like it. No. <laughs> you like breaking you off like your... like getting your dorsal fin cut off? Yeah. You like getting your pinky cut off. Yeah. That had happened once. <laughs> happened once. Old nub over here. <laughs> what are, what are, are the fishing regulations, though? I don't remember, though. The one you're talking about that are proposed? Uh, I, I think I, I do, but... I, I think it is one over 30 inches. Mm-hmm. And five total. But that is that just border water? I think it is starting border water. But yeah. it's not the central part of the state. It's it is way. not. Right. I, I think it's just proposed border water because that's more of the Nebraska regulation, I believe. Well, they're they're going to match up whatever Nebraska so is. So South Dakota passed that regulation for the Missouri River and the James and then Minnesota already has stricter regulations than what they even proposed. So yes. where though I can't remember what river runs up there, if it's the big Sioux and then Nebraska agreed to those regulations on the Missouri. And I think, uh, Iowa has not agreed or has, I, don't, I need to look it up, but I don't think anything's passed yet, but I know it was in the talks. I think it it's, in the works. I think the Missouri is a go on those even for where I was at, but um, I think it's the big Sioux that is the one that's up in the air. But that'd be interesting, and I don't know. I I honestly don't think the catfish regulations, even the proposed regulations, are even strict enough. And I'm I'm a guy who loves eating fish, but how much fish do you need? You know, you go out there, you catch two or three five-pound flatheads, and you got eight pounds of meat, you know, other other than running a fish fry for the for your neighborhood who doesn't need a fish fry. <laughs> you eat all those fish out of the river, you might grow Quit a, saying grow names, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, and it's, you know, most people that come to a fish fry want to eat crappie or walleye or yeah, you know, something like, like fish that, that yeah. grow up fast. Yeah. And people bring up the deer analogy like, well, people kill big deer. Well, that deer got big in like four years. That flathead got big in 24 20. years. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I always speculate, like, what about what Texas does with, like, redfish? But I don't have the science to back it up. But what they do with redfish is they have a tag system. You get you buy your fishing license, and on your fishing license, you have two redfish tags. And you can keep as many redfish as you want between 20 and 28 inches. But if you want to go over 28, you got to tag it. You get two a year, you know? And I don't know. I have no science to find, like to base that idea off of. But so what length would you propose though? What length is too big? I don't keep any over 15 ish pounds and I rarely keep them at 15. So what's 15, like 34 ish inches yeah. in North Dakota for catfish is one over 24 where I fish and then four under in North Dakota. Yeah. That's yeah. The uh, but those are channel cats. We're talking channel flat heads. heads. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I think a, like a thirty-inch flathead would be, you know, I'd, I'd top say end. I would say thirty-two. 
once again, these are keep in mind these are the opinions of completely uneducated <laughs> people who have no background in fisheries. They just love to catch big fish, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you should keep as many catfish as you want if you can't catch a walleye that actually eats good. So <laughs> me, I have not kept a catfish in more years than I can count. But I don't freeze fish. I only keep fish that I'm eating that night, and I throw everything that else That makes such a difference yeah, on I taste, too. I do not. Definitely. And it makes you go not. fish more. Yeah. Because you true. don't have fish in Except the freezer. Except Rick. Rick only goes when he's going to some other state. <laughs> right. which, which is like every other week. I don't, don't, I don't, don't let him fool you. Yeah. What's it's your schedule? Like Are you Sunday week? to Wednesday? I am Wednesday? Monday through Thursday, 7, 8 to 5 p. So I get every other Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. But like I said, I went back and... Finish my degree, so now I teach on Fridays if I'm not fishing or hunting. But uh, if my wife's free, yeah, we'll leave on Wednesday night or Thursday night. We're gone fishing. Does your wife enjoy it? Yeah, she loves it. She was and she outfishes him every single time. She's a city girl when I met her, but yeah, she deer hunts and gets her own deer and cleans her own pheasant and fish. And She picked up on it quick. Yeah, she did. Picked up on it quick. Now it's a competition. And oh. it's a lot funner to go because every trip I go on, she goes and... It's a competition, and it makes it a lot more fun. Do you ever get mad at each other, like upset um, or We jealous? do, like if we miss a fish in the net or something like that, you know, it'll cause a fight. You know, you hit a walleye I up in know, Canada. I don't know, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it causes – we don't fight anymore. We haven't fought in years. Um, but I so just you haven't married. missed a fish at the boat in years. No, <laughs> he's getting, no I'm He's saying we better. argue a lot about that stuff. We don't fight about it, but it, you know – We'll say, God, I wish we'd have got that in the boat, and she'll just say, Richard, shut your mouth. <laughs> so, you know, that's our fighting when it comes to fishing. And she misses a lot of deer, so I poke and prod at her on that and stuff, but that's just part of the fun. That definitely is. Speaking of missing fish at the boat, I got a funny – so my my buddy never caught a muskie before. We were up in northern Wisconsin, um, and I was netting. He – fishing, and uh, right at the boat, missed it. And he was laughing, and I about broke the net over my head and Wait. jumped into the water. <laughs> so you were netting. It. I was netting. He his was fishing, fish. and I yeah. missed it. And he was laughing his ass off like nothing went wrong, and I'm about to break the net over my head. You're the one who drowned myself. And, even, <laughs> and he was like, oh, it's totally fine. I'm like, no, it's not okay. <laughs> was it big? It was probably a 35, 40-inch muskie. Okay, so it was, a, it was pretty solid. No, fish. but it, was, it had been his first muskie, too. Oh. But a good picture. Rick yeah. saved my biggest walleye ever. I had a. I Does was, Rick like to jump in the water after fish like you do? <laughs> I, I, I will jump in the water for a fish. I've, Ryan does it unprovoked. In fact, uh, there's times where I'm like, get out of the water. You don't need to jump in for that. Well, <laughs> it's like you can't wait. I can't. You're I'm, like I'm Aquaman. Just, yeah. I'm just amped. But no, we were up in Erie, and it was one of our first guy trips. And I had a. I think he was. 32 and a quarter something like 29 that. and a half and a 32 I think. he was 32 and a quarter and wait we're talking walleyes yeah yeah that's real fish fish is... with teeth that can defend themselves so they can't defend themselves i get him up they have teeth that don't even function <laughs> i get him up like to the boat now. and rick nets him right as my my worm harness pops out of the water oh. Literally, love save. <laughs> i saved him immediately i seen he was barely hooked and i swooped him and that time I had a I had my twenty one foot Pro V, so I had a lot of room to move. And if we'd have been in a smaller boat, I'd have been in trouble. So I was driving the boat and netting, 
And uh, I think I baited Ryan's hook, he, and I think yeah, I put <laughs> I think I put the poles out, and then drove the boat. And Ryan picked up the pole and reeled those two fish in like ten minutes apart. So Ryan caught him. Yeah, Ryan caught him. <laughs> no, it was it was no. literally the best ten minutes of walleye fishing I've ever had for sure. I caught a twenty eight, twenty nine. Literally, my worm harness hit the bottom. Hit the bottom. Caught a thirty two. Yeah, that's absurd. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I can wow. count. And then I drank a lot of beer. I bet you did. I would have too. Yeah, he was done. He was done fishing. I've That's seen three 30-plus inch walleyes in my life, and two of them were in the same day. I was fishing um, at this, on this fish cleaning station when I was 12, the, the one that's had no fishing signs on it, but nobody had the heart to kick a 12-year-old <laughs> off the dock. Use your advantage. I yep. did. Yep. I did. But it was a great place to catfish with all them guts running in there. Darn right. Old, they hear that motor turn up, and here oh, they come. Oh, yeah. Old dude rolls up and pulls out a live well, 29, a 31, and a 33-incher. This oh, is in man. Iowa. He kept this is, all those fish? Yes. Knifed every one of them. I was, oh, that is I was just That's Googling absurd. or like, you know, goggle eyes over. I'm like, those are bigger than the catfish I've caught. <laughs> I keep 14 to 17 inch walleye and I, I throw everything else back. See, it's because you don't fish in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I catch a twenty-two. And oh, like, that's, you know. that's all the trigger. and that's a lie. In, in Erie, we do keep them, but in the chance in Erie of catching anything under eighteen inches, I mean, all your fish are, you know, twenty-two to twenty-five inches or bigger. Oh, I love twenty-two so, inch walleyes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've still never caught anything over twenty-six. I've caught a hundred twenty-six inch walleye. You've never caught a walleye over twenty-six inches, nope. guys. You should book. A he trip. sucks. I know. We've <laughs> talked about this. He yeah. sucks at fishing. I've caught in, in Canada. I think I've caught like four in a row at twenty-six, but nothing bigger. Wow, oh. thousands of walleye, but nothing always bigger coming 26. up short. This <laughs> yeah. is the other short guy. <laughs> no, you're uh, the only tall one in the room. I'm not even tall. <laughs> I'm the compared short. To us. Compared to us, you're tall. I'm you the short one in my family. I'm six foot tall. My brother is six five. My dad is six six. I'm tall in my family. I'm five foot eight. Your dad's as tall as you. Five yeah, foot my eight. Dad's, is, my dad's my height. Five foot eight's tall for over this side of the table. Hell yes. No shit. No, I. Uh, I don't have any reservations killing a twenty-two inch walleye. I don't Zero. If I caught a limit, well, that's the thing with Iowa though is. If you put a fish on a stringer, you can't let them go. You can't let them go. Yep. So yep. if I catch a 22 right off the bat and I don't have any fish in the freezer, I'm putting him on a stringer. He's going to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to eat. And then if I get have a good day and then bust out you know, a bunch of 15 18s after that, I'm like, well, I wish I would have caught you last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even second. You know, yeah. like if I would have caught an eight, well, I probably would have kept him. But if you would have been the third, <laughs> third. Yeah, you still would have kept him. Yeah. <laughs> I would have let him go. I think I, well, depends on the day, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Those people that fish swap like that, you know, they'll keep, throw the little ones back and keep the big ones. I'm just the opposite. I would throw the big ones back and keep the 15 inch Right, right, right. I had a choice. No, and that, that concept's called selective harvest. And I like that idea of it all that you keep, the smaller, more heavily populated fish, and then release the the larger fish to because there's fewer of them. Mm-hmm. You know, which kind of makes me think. All right, so if what do you think does more damage to like fishery? So flathead terms, if we busted in the flathead terms, would it be worse for the fish population? If we're talking about, I don't know, just think of any pop like how you would imagine the population you'd want it to be. 
Would it be worse for the population if you kept one 25-pound flathead or 10 five-pounders? Or if we switched it to walleyes, you kept like one 25-inch walleye or 10 15-inchers. What, like, what would be worse or what would be better? For population? Or for whatever. I think I, for population, if you pull more numbers, I think that obviously the total number will go down. That's true. But just overall quality fishery, then? Obviously goes down as well. Well, it's not obvious. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, you're right. And I think it depends on the fishery, too. If you're fishing rivers, if you're fishing a big lake, a big body that have different structures and stuff in it. You know, if we go to Erie, number one walleye fishery in the world. So keeping the smaller fish makes more sense to me and letting the bigger fish go. But if you're fishing our level, you know, for the flathead and stuff, I think it's the opposite. I think if letting the bigger fish go makes more sense than keeping the small fish. See, I'm the other way around with the flatheads. You're backwards. But my thing is, my idea is that I think our our waterways, as, as run down as they are, as beat up as they are, flatheads are a fish that can still do well in our waterways. So I don't think water quality and sedimentation and all that stuff really limits their population like it does with walleyes. And walleyes are non-native, so I don't even know if they really factor in. Um, we'll say smallmouth. Things that are <laughs> things that right. are more easily influenced by water quality. I don't think flatheads are as much. So I would argue that you'd be better off keeping the 10 five-pounders because of resource availability. And then those other five-pounders would fill that niche real quick of resource availability and then take advantage of it and then grow faster. And then you'd have a more substantial population of higher quality fish. So that's my viewpoint on it. And and I agree with that aspect of it because how many of those five pounders are going to survive to be a twenty five pounder? That's you know yeah yeah yeah. I mean there's there's nature to deal with. They every day they got to survive. Yep. So the chance of those five pounders turning into a twenty five pounder is not as likely as that 25 pounder turning into a 35 pounder well 25 will eat a five pounder yeah More they're still on the menu yeah <laughs> they're still on the menu at five pounds our menu and each other <laughs> so i i would agree that keeping those five five pounders or even 10 five pounders would be more beneficial than killing that 25 pounder that's already beat the odds and now he's off the predator list you know obviously he's got the genetics for growth so I mean, it's in in my realm. I'm gonna keep the five five pounders. And uh, just question, you guys might know. So, how long, you know, does it take for a fish to grow to ten pounds? It varies so much. Versus, you know, ten to twenty five yeah. or twenty five to thirty. One thing. Where's the variation in that? And like you said, it varies a lot. But one thing I've noticed, based on everything I've looked up and whatever research if you want to call it research which he is the catfish science guy and that's no. what he does yeah. you it's, your own, up, it's your own research yeah. you look up more than any of us combined but i i don't have a piece of paper that supports it you know i don't have the credentials a, a lot of the people that are the smartest don't have the piece of paper that yeah, says they i know don't. a lot of phds that have no common sense well so i'm going to take your word for it so i'm ready be careful <laughs> yeah my my word carries no weight with it but there so, i was <laughs> The gist that I've noticed um, from anecdotal data is that flatheads tend to take off once they begin eating a higher protein diet. So when they're younger, they're eating 
insect larvae they're eating, uh, crayfish, a lot of crayfish. And then once they switch to a primarily fish diet, they kind of take off. But it varies a lot by genetics and waterway and fish availability. You know, so if they're as soon as they start eating fish, if they can eat a ton of fish and eat a ton of fish fast, they grow really fast. And for a flathead to put on 10 pounds a, a year is not out of the realm. In the right conditions. Right. Not in the, good. In, yeah. in really good condition. Yeah. Well, I mean, shad or skipjack herring or mm-hmm. just waterways that have a lot of fish for them to eat. And But so, we were talking earlier about aging them with rings. That would be a wide ring. Yes. <laughs> yes. That would be yes. a good year. It would be. <laughs> and they'll grow 5 to 10 pounds a year for a long duration of time. So the idea that a fish could be... 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old and be 40 pounds or bigger is not out of the realm of possibility. Is it common? I'm not sure. But you would think those would be the healthier fish too. You know, the the younger they get up to that weight, they'd be a healthier fish than a 10-pound or 10-year-old, 12-year-old fish at Maybe. 40 pounds. Everything's generalities. There's no absolutes and there's always exceptions to every single thing, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Every, in, in nature. I mean – you were talking about how it's a rough place. My favorite analogy for nature is like you imagine the scariest movie you've ever seen in your life with the scariest monster or whatever you've ever seen in your life. And if you lived in the wild, that's your life every day. Every, right? every, every that's day. That's when you open day. your eyes. That's what you come across. So the stress level, I Do could not go imagine. in the shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. Like there's a million different things to think about, but that's where I'm at with it. You know, it, as long as pollution stays out of our environment, it's going to take care of itself for the most part. You know, the the least amount of, of human interference involved, they're going to do what they want to do, you know, or what they're born to do. Yeah, but then you wonder about regulation, too. So you're like the trapper, and you're empathetic of the side that some things need regulated. And I don't know. I mean... Some fish probably do. People talk about panfish being stunted. Well, you look at ponds. I mean, that's a prime example. You go there and for 12 years in a row and you catch 10-inch bass. Never catch a bass over 10 inches, but you catch them left and right. Thin them out, you know? But that's... So the difference with that is that's a very small ecosystem. Yeah. And then the... And so is the area I trap. You know, it's it's it's... Combined, the, yeah, it's contained. You're, is it though? Like there's by nothing. rivers, you know, like coyotes don't cross rivers. Up each pack, there you hear two packs yelling at each other all the time. That's their territory. They don't cross that river. But they could get there if they wanted to. They could, yeah. But they're gonna die. But that because the other pack's gonna take them out. But they're limited by each other. <laughs> they're limited by each other, not by any any ground or real river. I mean, there there's a river, but they could go. 100 miles in the opposite direction if they wanted to. They could. They're but, not going to survive. But that's not the point. It's just like they could. They, <laughs> they, they could. Have, you could, I'm sure this plays out in giant lakes, giant rivers. You know, you have yeah. fish that are contained to one area because it's their home territory. And if they get out, they get beat up or yeah, whatever. I mean. But in ponds, you, there isn't even that option. There's you know? not. And you have extremes that sway either end. Do you want to go to a 20 foot or do you want to go to a 5 foot? <laughs> that's, that's your option. You want to go to twenty foot, or do you want to hop out of the, the pond? You know. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, there's just 
a million different ways to look at it, and I, I just always end up questioning myself. But in the river, have you seen a stunted species, like overpopulated? But how would you know for sure that it's stunted? Because, all right, rivers have public access points, and then you have fishermen intervention at all times. So are they Hopefully. Stu- you know, you'd like to think so. Yeah, for the most part, there's somebody fishing somewhere along that stretch of water pretty much at any given time. I, w- I would bet, maybe not now, but there's a local dam that's pretty close to here. And there's probably, actually, I bet there's dudes, this is, it's February, 7.30 at night. It's been dark for an hour. Guarantee you that in this 30-degree weather right now, there's dudes fishing down there right yeah, now. Yeah, trying to get some walleye. Yeah. So my point being is, are they stunted or are they overfished? From our perspective, we don't know. Yeah. Like, the only people you really know are the people that have that data. I don't have that data. That'd be hard data to get. Would it, though? All you have to do is take creel stir- surveys and then uh, survey the river. But you gotta you got to have fishermen tell you what they catch, when they catch it, yeah, where they catch it. That's just part of the whole pool. So the other data would be that you run, um, you know, netting surveys. Um, some, you do electrofishing surveys, and you're like... Oh, wow, we have a bajillion of species X, and they're all small. All right, well, that indicates they're stunted. But if you're like, oh, we don't have hardly any of these, and they're still small, but, well, they're probably overfished. That's true. Yeah. I was I was going to say, how do you know if it's overpopulation or fishing? But, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah. On, a, you're on the old yeah. telephone crank over <laughs> the top of it. That gives you a pretty accurate representation real fast. I feel like we're talking about too many sad things. <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw this one at you. If you were a fishing lure, <laughs> and Sparky said he knew exactly what he was going. He's so got to show. He did. He's, he's grunting already. If you were a fishing I mean, lure, what fishing lure would you be? Well. I haven't put any thought into this. No, I, I, I I'm the one who wrote down the freaking question. Right, right when you asked the question, I immediately just thought. Um, You're a bulldog. Even, it's You're a bulldog. Even, it's not even a lure, so I was just going to go bullhead on a 10 knot hook. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, why? All right, so why? Because I'm just ornery. You know, okay. I'm ornery. I don't give up. I'm tough. I, um, all right, I can get on board with I mean, that. even before I answered, you called me a bulldog. So let me paint you the picture of Sparky. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. He's five foot eight of twisted steel sex appeal over here. Oh. And he is single, ladies. Yes, yes. You can yes. get a hold of him. We'll, we'll link his uh, Instagram profile in <laughs> yeah. the description. You get any fisher ladies that follow you on? I, there's got to be at I least three. I guarantee there is. <laughs> yeah. We can find him. He has a mustache of fire. Yeah. And his first line is always... Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been perfecting that for years. <laughs> yep. So that's Sparky. He's a bullhead. Ryan, you, have you put any thought in this? I have not. So if I was a lure, I would probably have to be non flashy, something like a. <laughs> A twister tail. It just goes in. A white twister tail. Just goes in and gets the job done. It it doesn't matter what you throw me at. I'm gonna get you the results that you want. He's that Walmart (laughs) white twister tail. You you have me. Are you are you an eighth ounce or quarter? You got a sixteenth ounce. I I got a skinny hook because if you hit me in a log and just pull me on through, I'll come on with it. Oh gosh. But no, I, I'd probably have to be a quarter ounce. Yeah, I'm weighed in deep. 
Cassie across the room. Like, yeah, we can uh, get where we need to go. All right, Rick. How about you, man? I can't even answer this question. I can't even think about it after you, these two are. Well, you're kind of talking you're about that. Slow, so. You know. Shall, My, shall we slow it? I down? am a worm harness guy, so I would have to go with a worm harness. I'm a bottom bouncing worm harness. <laughs> bottom. I like bottom. I, I like antifreeze. Don't tell my wife because I married way up. I am not a bottom <laughs> bouncer there. She's the bottom bouncer to pick me. But you've been scraping the bottom. You've been scraping the bottom. Somebody's yeah. got to do it. Yeah, I figure I'm a bucktail jig because I'm kind of a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> Spend, oh. Spends hours perfecting himself on yeah. the bench before he goes out he's into still, the sea. He's been thinking about there. this for a while. No, I literally looked over at the bucket. Oh, right We're in the old fishing office with the the fishing rack and lures hanging. Yep. You tied all those, didn't you? Yep, there's a bunch of bucktail jigs hanging. And Are you still on that kick? Are you still tying new ones? Or I haven't tied any for months. I was there for a while. That was your. If you had five minutes, you're gonna man. Tie I, I get addicted to things within the moment like my favorite kind of fishing is literally whatever kind of fishing i'm doing and when i when i'm doing i get sucked in like the first half ice fishing i was just like this is the greatest thing ever (laughs) now i'm catching bait left and right no i was catching (laughs) cats man if i well catching bait gets old but catching cats through the ice is fun your early season you did have a good time so but it's kind of stale and my love for it has uh, staled as well, and now I'm ready. Waiting for, some... for a thaw. Yep, <laughs> and we're getting it, thank God. But yeah, whatever I'm doing in the moment is like my favorite kind of fishing. But it, I still flatheads are my still my favorite overall, and I can't wait. And I watched a couple flathead videos on the tube just to get me all mm. ramped up, and some blue cat videos. Fingers crossed, I can figure out how to catch some blue cats this weekend. But we'll see. This weekend, I'm I'm excited for a trip coming up. I'm, I'm kind of pumped. We are going to an enormous lake that has enormous <laughs> blue cats in it. Yes. And we are going to fish with a local hot shot for a day, and then we're going to go camp out for two or three days after that, and we are going to have baits in the water for 24 hours a day. That's my three favorite. Three days in a row. That's my favorite. Yep. Clickers ready Any, to scream. Yes. It doesn't matter if I'm sleeping. If I'm awake, I'm fishing. Yep. I, I, you to me, it doesn't get any better than that. I yep. agree. Waiting for that clicker to wake you up. Says the walleye fisherman. <laughs> hey, I was born and raised a cat fisherman. You were. Just, right. He's just not good at you. I still, I still <laughs> go north just on a cat fishing trip, and I still go south for a cat fishing trip every year. So where do you go south? Oh, you can't uh, say Kansas. body of water. Please. I can say That's Kansas, right. and yeah, you know you the body of water. I do. Yeah. So you've went once, and now you're like, I go every year. I've been four times. Yeah, we we used to oh, go yeah, before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So yeah. you went that one year where but it was like 50 feet high. Yeah, but we've had one ridiculous. good year, and that was this year. That was yeah. fun. And it wasn't as good as your guys' trip before catching no, the albino it, or not. It was kind of an off time. There was a lot yeah. of wind. It was It was pretty bad condition. I think well we I went the, over 50 you went the week after I was supposed to go with you guys and I yep. got the yes. Rona yeah and I was like and well, we still said you could have came we don't care about <laughs> fake virus we'll see say. I'm, I'm selfless I'm <laughs> selfless yeah <laughs> But I held off and went the following week, and I think I had similar luck, but the difference was that you guys landed your big fish yeah. a bit, and I did not. Yeah, we got a couple decent ones. One real, I think we got 150. One over 50. And a couple yeah. 30s, I think. Yeah. 25, 30s. Yeah. I got so wrecked right, by that right. one. 
I don't know. I I made a video out of it where I caught dinker after dinker after dinker. Then all of a sudden, my kayak got flipped, (laughs) like spun around three different times and dragged, ripped off the reel. And I don't, nobody knows what I'm, how I'm fishing, but my drag setting is as little as possible. (laughs) Vice (laughs) grips. Yeah. I want to crank down the star with vice grips. And I know Abu Garcia 6500s don't put out the most drag, but when you have them cranked down as far as they go, and you're on a kayak that moves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he still pulled off 30 yeah. feet of line before I could get the rod out of the rod holder. And as soon as I touched that rod and got it out, he was off. Gone. But when but that's my favorite part of kayak fishing big fish. But that's the hardest part because when you have the inconsistency of pressure, mm-hmm. that's when you lose them. Yeah. But there's nothing better than just calmly just – rowing around at 0.5 mile an hour all of a sudden you do a 360 and you're just off it's awesome agreed agreed i i I got a boat coming and we've talked about this before but i'm still gonna kayak fish yeah because there's so though you have that aspect of it which is a blast and then there's a handful of instances where kayak is the way if you want to put fish in the boat yeah. Hitting skinny water and yeah, there's areas you can get For to sure. that nobody else can. Yep, because there's a lot of them little creeks. Like I'll have a boat that's going to run through four inches of water, but it ain't going to run through four inches of water before I beach it. For fifty miles, because yeah. that's how far away they are from the nearest boat ramp. Yep. So yeah. I'm, and even if you could, I be such a pain in the ass. I wouldn't want to do it. You know, we've seen so much cool stuff kayaking because the wildlife doesn't know you're there no motor you know you just i got close enough to a bald eagle where i was scared <laughs> like yeah i, I could have like almost I'm reached I am out now pray at this point yeah, yeah i could almost <laughs> touch him with my paddle and then he he took off thankfully and didn't land on me right but. didn't think you were a fish <laughs> But yeah, that it was, was the smell. He's like, no, mm-hmm. no, that's all right. Well, usually I smell it like bait at least. <laughs> yeah. Eat that. yeah, I've got a pet one at home right now. I've, he sits up my tree every day. So, oh, yeah. I thought you meant like you picked one. Yeah, up he's on the in the, the he's road. in the basement. Yeah, you should be saying that. <laughs> <if you> did. <laughs> no, he sits in my tree every day. Yeah, Morton, call up. me and I will give you his address. <laughs> they know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is no new information here. <laughs> they know where to find me. Yeah. <laughs> Speed dial. I'm ready. I tell you, I'm, I ice fish as much as anybody that I know, and I'm ready for the water to open. It's been a rough th- year this year with the, with the ice going in and out, and I am actually ready to catfish this year. What, what are you going to do to get ready for open water? Um, I'm a sucker. I put new line on every single pole every single year. So Even um, braid? Um, I only fish mono. Oh, jeez. I cannot tie knots. It is. That's I am a straight mono fisherman. Once again, you should book a guide. He'll teach you. Yeah. <laughs> and every year, I spend more money. I go down to Shields. I'm a Shields guy, and I'm like Norm walking into Cheers. They all know me because I spend so much money in that <laughs> place down there. Terry's my guy. I walk up to Terry, and he said, what are we fishing for? And this is what I say, and... We get them all. I just took all my new Which line he has, off my whisker he has, seekers. He travels quite a bit too, so he's, he's a tournament us, fisherman. He's yep. given us some good tips. What, what's he fish for? He's mostly a walleye fisherman too. Um, does he have a cabin up in Wisconsin? Um, he does not. He lives over in your guys' neck of the woods. He's a woodwork guy. Um, very good fisherman. Uh, he keeps doing invites where we're going to meet up and stuff, and I, I just never meet up. But uh, this year I'm going to meet up with him. And so you bail on him? 
I I never bail. I never make plans because with my ass. with my business, I'm throwing fights all over the state so much that you know I just hold on. I, what's I your work business? More. Oh, uh, we I haven't own, advertised that. Yeah, I yeah. own Brutal Genesis Iowa for 16 years, uh, the largest amateur promotion, uh, MMA promotion in Iowa. Oh, awesome! And now uh, two weeks ago, I just bought uh, Midwest Cage Championship, the largest promotion in the Midwest. MWC. Um, so, MCC. 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 Yeah. Not how to spell. So Jeez. Johnny Case, my nephew and I just bought that. And uh, the now, Johnny now Case. I own two promotions. Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Which just signed a fight. Johnny's got a fight coming up. Oh, in he April. does? April yeah. 23rd for the PFL. First round of the PFL you know, tournament. So he showed up at the wrestling room one day and just, it was like something out of some commercial or something. <laughs> he just pops his head in when I'm rolling around with a, a a kid who came back from college and wanted to, to get some some drilling and wrestling in, and then uh, a high school kid wanted to get some extra work in during the summer, and he just popped Love his it. head in, and yeah. and Johnny was like, "Hey guys, do you care if I wrestle around a little bit?" And I was just like, <laughs> "Come on in, yeah, uh, come on in." <laughs> so I got to go wrestle with Johnny Case a little bit. I'm like, "This guy fights for a living. <laughs> this is so cool." But anyway, yeah. so back to what you're saying. Yeah. So if I could, if I didn't have the business in my full time career, I would fish a lot more. But I fish around my career, and we all make our choices. Yeah, I tell you, I'm going to be 50 here in 15 years. My twin brother's a lot older than I am. But, <laughs> but uh, when I retire, yeah, I'm not going to stay in Iowa. I will be a traveling fisherman. Where are you going to go? Everywhere? I'm hoping South Dakota is going to be my base. But then, uh, yeah, I'm going to go everywhere. Well, you're going to travel ways. Go I'm going to Tennessee. Warm. Yeah. <laughs> go somewhere yeah. warm. Give me yeah. an excuse. I'm to going to Tennessee. Warm. I'll go anywhere. Wherever the fish are biting, that's where I'm going to go. I'll take you where they're biting. That's what guides do. I'll go do. with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will go with you. Heck, we'll both guide. We'll, fill, we'll fill both boats. Now you're on to something. Yeah. But he's like the plan B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the next day plan B in the morning when you wake up and you realize you made a mistake the night before. That's when you call me the plan B. <laughs> yeah, Sparky, what are you doing to get ready for spring fishing? Oh, gosh, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, respooling uh, reels. I kind of just like to go like walk around. I'm a sportsman. I like sportsman's warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of go linger through the through the aisles. I kind of one of those guys that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I fish same stuff every single year. Um, Me too. Yeah, and so I kind of know what I like. I know what I get. So I get those things. But I do a lot of I do a lot Gotta of traveling look. around this. Oh, look. absolutely. There's always one or two things. Like, well, yeah, you know this this might be fun. Yep. Lure companies, it's more important to catch the fishermen than it is the fish. Right. <laughs> you, exactly. have, you have to catch the exactly. fishermen first. Sparky's like, ooh, shiny. <laughs> yeah. This looks pretty neat. <laughs> if I were a fish, what would I buy? Yeah. I'd buy every this year. Ryan, do you do anything other than just re-spool your reels? Well, I'm kind of... I actually bought two new reels. They're supposed to be here this week, Same. so I'm kind of pumped up. But... uh I get excited about stupid little things like that. And and I get Ryan's hand-me-downs. Well. I'm not complaining. <laughs> There's a long-term trade in, in, in those hand-me-downs. Not important. I appreciate the hand-me-downs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, it's, you know, I always try to kind of stay ready. Like, 
you know, those reels I gave you today are all dusty and dirty. They've been sitting in my boat all winter out in my barn. So and you're an electrician. You make so much damn money. Oh, yes. Like, mm-hmm. yes. like don't even want to clean them. I'll just buy new ones. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. can almost pay my bills. Do you even do, you even do laundry? You're just like, yeah, I'll just buy yeah. new clothes. Don't yeah. need to do it. Just donate them. <laughs> if you'd fit my clothes, Spencer, I'd give you my, my leftover clothes. But. Yeah. You're, you outgrew me years short. ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn shame. Now, for me, getting ready is just like I'm looking at a list of stuff that's just like daunting. I have to get my bait tank set up. I I need to clean out my garage because it's a mess. I need to move things around and make space for my bait tank. I need to I need to sell a kayak, so if anyone wants to buy a kayak, hit me up. <laughs> and, uh, Your just, big one? Your yeah, 12? Yeah, need to get rid of that because I'm going to have a boat and then I have all this stuff for the boat and got to get the boat ready and I don't know, it's just like a giant list I'll probably make a video out of it because it's yeah. going to take so dang long I've I am old. doing the same thing, I just picked my boat up last week so I'm deciding where the pole holders are going to go and where I'm mounting the net and where I'm doing Does it have that. a bunch and of stuff on it already? Yeah, when I ordered, I order it set up from the factory Oh, you get a uh, brand new, 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 new one. Yeah, I get a new one about every two years. Oh. Yep. I started with London. Kind of a big deal. Apparently. (laughs) Then I went with Lumicraft, and then I bought a brand new Ranger last year, and (laughs) that was the biggest piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you can talk about on this, but if you buy a Ranger. buy whatever you want, bud. (laughs) That new VX series that they come out with. It will it is drown a you. Piece of shit. It will drown you. Let's if say your yeah. bilge pump does not work. It will drown you. I paid cash for a boat that is supposed to be the best boat, and we went to Erie the first trip and about died in it because it took on more water than. And we sent it back to the factory and got it back. And the second trip we about drowned because it took on all the water. And the, the third trip they finally bought it back. And Do you think it was just a lemon? I mean, it had to be just a lemon. Like, there's so many. No, uh, the dealership bought 16 of them, or sold 16 of that model last year, and mine was the 13th one to come back out of the 16. Sure. And then one came after that. So there was 14 out of the 16 that came back. And the owner of the thing says the only reason the other two didn't come back is because they're just city fishermen and they don't know better that they bought pieces of shit. So, all right, like, I'm not the biggest boat expert. I've owned this this next boat will be my fourth boat. But they've all been, like, aluminum boats. I haven't ever bought anything, like, big name, fiberglass. Well, it was a fiberglass. I'm all aluminum. Yep, I only so you got an aluminum boats. Ranger. Uh, I don't know much. I don't know anything about Rangers. Like, it, so what was the problem? You said that you almost drowned in it. What was the problem? Yeah, just you couldn't. Pretty much Ranger bought out um, tracker boats from Bass Pro Shop, and they are just junk. They're cheap boats. Trackers are. Well, but you're, you're talking about they're junk. They're whatever, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. What was the issue? There is a um, – all the holes they have for all the bilge pumps and stuff in the back are just plastic covers. There's okay. no seals on them. There's no anything. Okay. And there's a great big cutout on the back of the boat. So anytime any water comes in, it comes in and it made to go in the bottom of the boat. Mm-hmm. But the bilge pump sets so high, you have to have literally water on for the automatic one to come on. You have to have an inch of water on the floor that you're standing in before that'll even come on. So we turned the bilge pump on to try to pump up the water when we realized we were drowning out in the middle of Lake Erie. 
and the fuse box started on fire. <laughs> so we lost our bilge pump, so we could not pump any more water out, and we're standing in water in a boat, in an 18 and a half foot boat. So I don't know how deep that boat is, but I'd say we had an extra ton of water on, and we couldn't give it any gas because it'd stand straight up and down, and it'd mm. fill more boat over the back. Gotcha. So we got the kicker going, and we're cruising about two mile an hour to try to get back to land. And there was water coming in the cooler. It's yeah. got a cooler in the bottom. Yeah. There was water coming out. It like it popped the lid up. There was so many water, so yeah. much water going in. You the, so the beer. This was the first day we'd had a boat on the water. So in theory, though, could you have moved the bilge pump into that low spot and save yourself a headache? I don't know if we could have or not. Um, everyone's designed that way, so you'd think if Ranger put their name on it that they would have had that worked out. Right. No, I'm just thinking uh, like in retrospect, if you spend that much money on a boat, you expect everything to be right. well thought out, considered in, in fine working order. I'm just thinking literally though, it, that's a design flaw. If you were mm -hmm. to move the bilge pump in the lower position, could that have fixed it? If if you can keep the fuse box from catching on fire, probably. I, well, I think well, the, the electrician was, though, why yeah. would the fuse box catch on fire? Short out because it got moisture on it. Okay. Yeah. So much but, moisture in it. But I think the biggest problem is the cutout where the motor mounts is a foot and a foot, yeah, foot and a half lower. It's just a design flaw for the whole But it's probably got side, high sides. Like a Lumacraft do that yeah. too with the, yeah. deep, like yeah. the deep Vs. Or, but it, it literally but it's just a flat back on the water Lumacraft. in your boat. Right. right. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a whole different design on the back of those trackers slash rangers. It's not. It's the same hole as the trackers. And if you look on, everybody says on the trackers, and they just put a fancier interior in it and put a ranger name on it. Gotcha. And it's just those targa holes. And hey, if you, if you want to buy a $20,000 boat, they're great boats and stuff like that. They don't hold up on to Canada and Lake Erie and the big rivers that I fish, so I wouldn't buy one. But when you fish twice that and all they do is change the sticker on the side to a Ranger one, and yeah, what a waste of money. Alumacraft is the only way to go. <laughs> on, a happy, yeah. on a happier note, go ahead, Sparky. No, I was going to ask what you had now. Alumacraft. Alumacraft, the only way to go. Get to Polk City, get to Water's Edge, see Phil. He will take care of you. Okay, <laughs> Phil. Next boat, fifteen percent off. Phil, <laughs> Phil, you owe Rick. Apparently, <laughs> or you did. You don't owe Rick anything. You already did your job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, a happier note. Complete three sixty. Um, what is your favorite fish breading? I'm a shore lunch guy. I'm just an original maroon box shore lunch. I spice it up. I go half shore lunch, half blue bag Louisiana, and then I put Parmesan cheese in it. The Parmesan cheese is the kicker. If you took shore lunch and put Parmesan cheese in it and didn't put the blue bag in there. The blue bag adds so many spices. I did well, would spice. you be able to know? Yes. 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 All right. So my There's thought no process on that is if you took a 15-inch walleye – because people are like, 15 to 20s are the best. And I'm thinking, if I took a 15-inch walleye and a 22-inch walleye and cut the fillets into the exact same size. Uh, <laughs> Could sorry, you tell the difference? We just had a distraction. And we cut them <laughs> into the exact same size and you know, cooked them in the same breading and served them to everyone. Would you be able to tell the difference? Not a, No yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely not. There's no way I would. Even no. if you... 
put bluegill and walleye in the same size. You're not in the same bedding. Breading. It's going to taste normally the I, same. I think I'd be able to tell that. I don't Challenge think, accepted. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there would be a substantial difference. And we'll have to make a video of this. Yes. Because now I'm curious. I think I would be able to tell the difference that there was two different ones. Um, but as far as the different sizes of walleyes, I don't think there's any way. I don't think or so. Or even northern. I think northern walleye are close enough. I don't think I'd be able to tell the difference there. But bluegill. I think I'd be able to tell the difference with bluegill. There is a little buttery yes. almost flavor yes. to it. Yeah. But in that breading, I don't know. And the only reason I add the shore lunch to my Louisiana is for the kids, because Louisiana Doing it for the kids. Because Louisiana blue bag is pretty. It's got a knock to it. It's hot. It's not hot, it's but hot. it's it's got spices in yeah, it. It's hot. It's got flavor to it. Where shore lunch is bland. It's bland to me. So I would agree. You know, if I do cook in Louisiana only, then the kids don't seem to like it as much as if I do half and half. But if I do it just in shore lunch, I don't like it as much as if I do half right. and half. So right. we're going to please both crowds and add Parmesan cheese to it for the kicker. And then douse it in hot sauce and down oh, the hatch. I don't have kids, so I do what I want. There's perks to that. <laughs> as in why he has a, had a ranger boat. <laughs> <laughs> it sure doesn't beat my 84 Lund. <laughs> <laughs> Your Lund has not sank yet. It has not. Exactly. It, it has not. all that matters. How about you? How about you, Sparky? Uh, I go with the Andes Cajun. Oh, yeah. We Reading. were talking about I was, that I, earlier. We actually just talked about that earlier. Yeah. yeah. Um, works for me. What's so great about it? I don't know. It's got, oh. a, got a pretty good... Got a pretty good... <laughs> pee, a, pee break. <laughs> pee break. Pee break. It's got a pretty good kick to it. Nothing too crazy, but it's got the nice kick. Good texture. Man, and you said too soft. Fish well, it's in that? not too soft. Yep, yep. I'll oh, do everything man. in it. You sound very sophisticated. Well, if you you, you you overbred shit and excuse my language, because <laughs> yeah. it's not like I've said it before tonight. But but uh, you overbred it or whatever. But I don't know. I Seems, love the it's overbreading. Worked for me. Though, that no, crunch, I don't, man. It's like I don't. a fish potato chip. I like right? it if it's crunchy, but then if it gets soft, it's like all right. This is. But if like, you overbred it and it's crunchy. Catfish or beer batter, no other fish. I want thin. I don't even use egg or milk or anything. I use it, put it in dry batter, and that's how I cook it. Well, you got to cut them thin. Yep, that's yep. the biggest yeah, thing. Like, all right, so a flat, even a ten pound flathead, they have those big, beefy, watery, fat, fatty fillets that mm-hmm. if you just cook the whole fillet, it's gonna be soggy. It's gonna soak up a bunch of oil, and it's gonna make your stomach hurt. And it's not not gonna taste that great. But if you chunk it up or cut it in thin strips. And then bread it and fry it in real hot oil. Holy crap. That's the way to go. If you want to cook fillets, though, like whole fillets, you ever grill them? I do. I wrap them in aluminum foil and put a little butter in them and lemon pepper. No, but I mean just throw them right on the grill. I haven't. I wrap them. They stay apart. They stay together if you do. Yeah. Flatheads will. Yep. Oh, flathead. Yeah. Yeah. Channels. Well, channels are pretty flaky, so they kind of fall apart. But um, flatheads, yeah. You you take a fillet off of, I mean, any size flathead and... They're big, thick, meaty fillets. And my favorite, well, I'm, I'm an Old Bay fan, and I'll talk about the, the breading I use, but I'll put Old Bay on anything, but another good one is just generic grocery store uh, fish taco seasoning. Hmm. And then you throw it on them and grill them and then make fish tacos out of them. Holy crap. No really? breading. No breading. Just grill them like that, and they are phenomenal. But as far as the breading goes, um, I'm simple. I, I make my own. I just take uh, flour, like two parts flour, one part breadcrumbs, 
and then you just put a whole bunch of Old Bay. And if you want to get make it a little more fire, put a little cayenne on there. A little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know, we'd never want to use a little. That's fair. <laughs> Me and Ryan both appreciate the spiciness. So. I agree. Yeah, I, I like kind of getting I like a bucket. bite too, and I. Yeah, so I don't know. That that's kind of how I I approach fish. I'm ready for some fried fish. I, well, I had some today. Didn't have as many. Same. Well, yeah, appreciated about four times. Yeah, right. That, me me and Sparky got to split two dinky little catfish that I I managed to catch a couple days ago. But I've been fr- or craving fried fish for a couple weeks. I'm I happy. have Lake Erie walleye. You should have said something because I would have brought some. But they're frozen. They are frozen. I want some right. fresh fried fish and i'm hoping i get some in about two days but mm-hmm. we'll see hey, if you're someone who spends a lot of time outside and since you're listening to this podcast i'm going to go out on the limb and say you probably are sunglasses are super important and waterland sunglasses are my personal favorite they're super comfortable i mean i have a pair on right now can barely even tell they're there other than the fact that you know everything's a little bit darker but seriously they don't pinch your head behind your ears like a lot of sunglasses do so you don't have to take them off every couple hours, you know, and massage that spot behind your ears. Wearing them all day is no big deal. They have they have awesome lenses too. I mean, they cut glare like no other. They're practically like putting on fish X-ray vision, and you'll look great in them. My favorite frames are the Ashers. I like how the sides are a little bit wider. You know, keeps that little bit more of that glare out of your eyes and helps you see in the water a little bit better. And you don't have to squint your eyes all day. And, you don't have that fatigue, which is, is really nice. And if you want to help support this podcast, you can use promo code RC10 at checkout, and that'll save you 10% off on your sweet sweet new shades, and you'll help support the River Certified Podcast. I really appreciate it. All right. All right. You want to hear? Here's a funny question. Are you ready for oddball question? We're ready. That's what we come here for. Okay. You got the right group. <laughs> Perfect. I, I heard, and I, I'm not educated on this in the slightest. I'm not even going to pretend like I know anything about We've this at all. We've got two guys here with education degrees, and they're saying, they keep saying they're not educated. Correct. <laughs> I'm just... The running theme continues. Um, I heard that there may be some truth to this and there may be some non-truth to this, but there's guys who fish in tournaments that are um, that apparently use stimulants of some sort to enhance their tournament fishing ability. And this particular stimulants, I don't know. Cocaine? Viagra? Maybe. Viagra? <laughs> what? What? what are you I, talking, I, talking about, about here? here? I think oh, uh, I, I think, I think what you said uh, was an enhancement. Thing. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I think that's an adjective used to describe that. But, that's okay. for after tournament pleasure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, apparently, guys, mainly bass fishing is my understanding. But well, that maybe makes sense. It, maybe it branches out further than that. But apparently, these dudes take uppers of some sort hmm. before the tournament, or maybe at some strategic point during the tournament to enhance their fishing performance. Instead of five-hour wow. energies, when they when they, they have that better three o'clock hook sets low. when they're high on coke, huh? I don't, I'm not saying coke. So I've heard this. Well, coke is a good stimulant because it. I mean, when you're touching stuff, you have a lot more stimuli. Sure. That you can touch. It's not like methamphetamine and, and stuff like that. And yes, I don't know. I've never tried drugs. This is a but police officer. I have officer. been a police officer okay. for 23 <laughs> years. <laughs> you get it. That worked narcotics. Let me let me talk that. 
But yeah, that the cocaine will give you the more of the stimulus. You know, they say sex on something like that and stuff. It, you get a lot more feeling. So that could be, but meth, heroin, and stuff like that would be the exact opposite. I don't know, man. I'm so, more talking about the ethics, not okay. not the details of one versus yeah, the other. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, get, get to your point. Yeah, yeah. so let's hear the point. Here. But well, anytime you have a competition, you're going to have somebody looking for an edge. But if, is if the edge legal, okay? If that's no, hell no. But if it's legal, illegal, you're always going to have somebody right, in a competition. What about coffee? I hate coffee. Yeah, but <laughs> what about caffeine? It's horrible. I drink coffee like it's going out of Yeah, me style. too. Right. You know, I drink half a pot of coffee a day. Don't even think twice about it. I know. You can't sit still. Well, <laughs> it was no different beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> so, so are you thinking someone that ingests caffeine is going to enhance themselves more than someone drinking bushlight and slowing their reflex down well i get better on bushlight right yeah my reflexes are slow anyway so i went blaming my beard yeah that's what i'm asking that's what i'm trying to process what i don't know because there's not a lot of to the fishing as technique you feel the fish you have a good carbon rod you feel the bottom you feel the structure you're looking you know side scan you're doing all that i don't know if a stimulant would enhance you enough to feel more than what the technology already is in the fishing, you know, between a Walmart pole and, you know, the JT customs that I fish with. I think they're just crackheads that just use fishing for an excuse yeah. to feed their habit. Oh, I, I only do this because I got a tournament coming right. up. I fish with my <laughs> wife more than anybody, so I'd rather fish with the Viagra than the, than the cocaine, I guess. That escalated so, quickly. Yeah. yeah, this is 18 and older, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, this is whoever wants to listen oh, to okay. it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll put the explicit in front yeah, of you. Don't please, have to worry about that. But he always uses ice fishing rods. So, alright, so let's just take away so n- stimulants, down, uppers, downers, doesn't matter. If there is a performance enhancing substance, is that okay? I don't. Everyone see, has equal access to it. Yeah. Some people take it. I don't see the Some advantage. Some people don't. For, no, it's performance enhancing. It enhances your performance. That's the advantage. But it's not like it's a man-on-man act. Right. You know what it's I mean? It's not two equal species. We are, we're already Yeah, so you're the, not – it's not like football species. where one yeah, – Football, one ma- MMA, fighting, wrestling. You know, it's not where you're man-on-man – and this gives this man an advantage. Right. I don't see really see the advantage of it. Right, we so, already have the advantage. So baseball, and that is a man-v-man sport, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when you're talking about hitting a baseball, baseball is coming at you 95 mile an hour. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, regardless, people hit it. Yeah. Yeah. And people squared up and hit a long ways. Um, the, back in the steroid era... There, there was dudes who hit more. I mean, not home even runs. that much more home runs. There was more home runs, but not a lot. Actually, there's more home runs now. It was just more publicized. Well, but my at point the time, being, the race. You my, know, there was a race. There was, but there are more home runs hit today, post steroid era. But the batting average have dropped substantially. So mm-hmm. there's some, a trade off there. Um, but anyway, my my what I'm getting at is that this is man versus baseball. Yeah. And that there's a substance that enhances their ability to hit it because these, these pitchers are throwing faster now than they ever have. And the batting averages have dropped. 
so when you're talking about fishing, it's a man versus a fish instead of man versus baseball or woman. We got to throw that in there. Baseball, <laughs> there's no women, but fishing, there's women. So it's, it's person versus fish. There's a substance that enhances performance. Is that okay? How about your sunglasses? They enhance your performance. Well, where's the? That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> you know where, where, I mean? Where's the line get drawn? Where's the technology? So stop? to me, to me, that I mean, that implies it's okay. I don't see the problem with it either. If as long as they're not going over the regulations and stuff, whatever it takes them to get on that water and but, have the best time they what can. What if it's illegal? But, but the, yeah, that's what the regulations are. What the regulations are? Should they change them? If they're operating a a boat under the influence, yeah. That's but these you, these aren't we're, we're not talking about necessarily drugs. This, I mean, this isn't necessarily right. cocaine or meth. It's just maybe. Okay, yeah, you're right. And Adderall, if you're prescribed Adderall and it jacks you up and or Vyvanse or you know whatever the hell it is, but, or actually mellows you out if you need Adderall. Sure, it, it sure. chills you out. But if but you it, don't, then it juices does you the opposite. But yeah. yeah. So my point being is like, should it be okay? Where should you draw the line? I saw a tournament. No joke. Uh, wouldn't have been month or so ago where it was no electronics mm-hmm. no really? fish finder they were they That's would check, they would Ever? check your boat before you hopped in or put your boat in the water to make sure you didn't have a graph on there that's huge what about navionics on your phone that i don't know all i know is i just glanced over it and skimmed through the protocol and it was no no electronics and they check your boat that's Be- sweet because your your yeah. phone can tell you a lot it can you know, but where, so my point being, where do you draw the line? We're talking these big national tournaments, fishing for bass, walleyes, muskies. I mean, do you piss test them? Is that, is yeah, that, you know. Well, they do. Um, what's the, the the lie detector polygraph? Te- yeah, they do polygraphs afterwards. on afterwards on yep. a lot of them. Yep, really. Yeah, even ice fishing ones stuff to prove that you didn't bring the fish in. They ask you and. If you wow. caught the fish ahead of time and stuff like that, most all of they them must have care that. more than that. any tournament yep. I've ever been in. <laughs> most tournaments I've been in, I've had two hours of sleep the night before. <laughs> I yeah. yeah, but when you're talking half about my stuff and my car, no delights. The ones a couple years ago that got arrested in Minnesota, they failed the polygraph, and that's what started the investigation. Yeah, and they lost. They got criminally charged and. And they should because they're stealing right, people's money. That's yeah. theft. Because yeah, if you think about it, so like your tournaments, you're fishing, like what's the Yellow Bass Bonanza entry fee? 50 bucks, I think. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 50 bucks split between three guys. Two. Two? Yeah. All right, so 25 bucks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. But you're talking about some of these national bass tournaments where entry fees are in the thousands of dollars. Right. Yeah. And if you were to cheat on one of those, you're literally stealing thousands of dollars from 150 or more participants who had yeah. to qualify by paying additional thousands of dollars just to have the opportunity to fish this tournament. Mm-hmm. So where do you draw the line? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I don't it's mean, like you can't either. have your cup of coffee in the morning, but you can have your Adderall. I don't, I don't know. And I don't, I don't even know what the other stimulants are. I should have done more research before we even started this conversation, but it's kind of made it more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Dumb yeah. quotes are always great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I guess I'm not in the tournament realm or in the stimulant realm, so I really don't have educated knowledge on it but in the same boat I, as you. I i know that anytime you have a competition somebody's gonna try to get an edge one way or another you think it's more the competition or more the money 
Well, definitely the money. I mean, if if I'm fishing with you and I want to try to outfish you, I'm not going to cheat. But if there's a million dollars, <laughs> if there's a million dollars on the line, I might say, "Look, Big Bird," and then kill your bait or well, something. Right. <laughs> we were talking about that, like when I was fishing with Denny. So I don't know. What do you think, Sparky? On what? On the performance rate. enhancing stuff. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where I don't know. I I, I like to respect people's judgment and. What's your judgment, though? I don't know. I don't really have one, obviously, if you're going to be... What if we were in a tournament and I had this secret sauce that you didn't have? What's the secret sauce? Meth? No, it's better. That's all it is. It's not anything. It just makes me better. Like, Regardless of how good of anglers we are... Is it legal? Yeah, I was going to say, is it legal? That's my point. Should it be legal? But is it at the time? No, we'll say it's not at the time. No. I, well, screw you. All right, then let's say it is. <laughs> Cheating, son of a- <laughs> <laughs> it is legal, but not everyone can get their hands on it. Right. I don't know. It's it's out of my hands. You know, I think I disagree with it. I think you know, it's like going back to your your no sonar or whatever uh, tournament you were just talking about. Yeah, levels the playing field. I, th- I think I like the level playing field. Rick, you ever fished a tournament? Um, I fished just fun tournaments. I've never fished a, a big tournament, you know, up in... What, what's your classification for fun tournaments? Um, that we go with our groups, with we go with our friends, and we just throw our money in, not planning on winning or anything. We're just, as a group, having friends as a weekend. We make a full weekend of it. We'll pre-fish and stuff like that. Most of them are ice fishing. Um, I have fished catfish tournaments up north. Um, but when I go into tournaments, I just plan on to have fun with friends. We go with groups and stuff. If we if we place or win, it's just... I. I I don't like the competition there, except with us. Yeah, I don't. Sure. I don't. And win. I've beat him in every yeah. tournament that we've been in together. <laughs> every one. Yeah, I every don't care single one. About beating strangers, I'll pay whatever amount of money to beat my friends. Because then you have bragging rights all year. I don't. I don't care about strangers. See, that's another reason you should buy. You should uh, buy a guided trip. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can always catch more fish than Ryan. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> hey, I hope so. There's, we're there gonna starve stuff. if not. <laughs> There have been several times that was not true, but there's been several times that was correct. We're not going to get into the details. <laughs> All I know is it's money well invested. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Ryan, I don't know. You've never talked about tournaments. You ever fished? Just like he was the talking. ice fishing ones? Ice fishing tournaments where there's literally like 14 of the guys I graduated with get together. And for a few years, that was our reunion. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd get together, and it was always Valentine's Day weekend, which is awesome. My girlfriend doesn't think so. But she didn't think it was so no. awesome. <laughs> but She'll get over it. That's how I spent Valentine's was with, you know, the 14 guys that we – and we do go on to other ice fishing trips, but that was our that was our uh, tournament. So we'd who, who won there. this year? We have not – we haven't gone for about year. three years because it yeah. kind of got – Well, I thought you just went on a trip. We did. We did. We went to South Dakota. Yeah, we went to South yep. Dakota. And, and I destroyed them. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it wasn't even. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, these guys. And that's why I fish with all these guys because they suck at fishing. And it's just easy. <laughs> sure. It's just easy. The yeah. only easy part was you, the first night. No. <laughs> no. Was no, no. I the biggest mess. He was the biggest mess I've seen this guy in his whole life. Yeah. 
future. That's years. saying something. I yeah, from a couple twins. At all, and I wrecked my snowmobile and I tore my knee up. I got my MRI on Friday, so I'll probably be getting surgery next week. But I was hurting so bad. We got into some wild turkey, and I got wild turkey. You sound like an addict right now. <laughs> he was a mess. That was the first time I've been drunk in five years. You can count the number of times in one hand I've been drunk in my lifetime. Well, not you, because you got right? half a finger. Yeah. 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 Four, four and a half. half. Four and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a drinker, and I'm not a good drinker. Not at all. Once every five years, I drink. I. Um, and he goes all in. Sparky, you gotta say yours, and then we gotta gotta wrap her up with why Rick only has half a finger. <laughs> say what? So well, no you tournaments. Ever, you've never fished a tournament. Nope, never. I knew already knew that answer, so yeah. I don't know why I acted surprised. Yeah, well, yeah don't act surprised. <laughs> I've I've fished a couple tournaments. I've never placed extremely well. Um, my highest placing tournament was when I fished by myself out of a kayak in a boat tournament. Which, really? which makes me think that maybe if I have a vessel, I could do some damage. So ah. we might see this year. There's a tournament that's local in my area that's going to uh, not require live weigh-ins, which my boat will not have a live well because I'm not big, big into tournaments. I, I think they're fun at times. I'm not going to run a whole tournament trail. But to fish a tournament where... Um, I can just take pictures of them on a measuring board and send them in. I think that's convenient. And not having a live well in my boat saves a bunch of room. So uh, Definitely. How easy would that be a guide trip to sell? I've got this tournament coming up. Who wants to come with real, me? <laughs> real talk. So I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts. I love listening to fishing podcasts, and a lot of them have to deal with guided fishing trips. And in uh, the Keys – that's how a lot of tournaments are ran where people who want to fish the tournament the only way you can get in is if you book a trip with a guide yeah and then that you, makes sense. you would win as a team so the guides it's a big deal it's like they a pro-am yes yes exactly <laughs> and the guides think it's a big deal because they're like my i won yeah you know yeah They're bragging rights all year yeah yeah i've been saving this sense. client for two months mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, the the clients will book four days in a row because they want to pre-fish. Pre yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's like a win-win. You know, you have the competition, you have the fun, you have the guys making money, and the dudes who enter into it are dudes with money. So, yeah. you know, it's not that big of a deal. And, and then you have the bragging rights at the end. Which so is all I fish for. <laughs> that's, that's exactly that's right. I fish for yeah. stories. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I can't give shit to my buddies, I... I probably wouldn't fish. Well, I, I think that's a lie. That is um, true. That is but, uh, true. But it definitely yeah. enhances the experience. <laughs> so, Rick, all right, you got to tell me a story. I And just to preface this, I have no background. I don't know if I'm walking down a path I shouldn't even step on. Hey, no, that's pretty safe. There's territory. nothing. I run it through a sprocket of a snowmobile. So is there any cool story that leads up to, like, I was going – 105 miles an hour on a snowmobile. No, the funny story was afterwards that I, I drove myself to the hospital, and I said, hey, I cut my finger, he sat me down in the waiting room, and finally I got up because I had blood all over the place because, you know, every heartbeat I was squirting blood out the end <laughs> of the finger. Because you were missing the end of your finger. <laughs> and I went up to her and I said, hey, I really need to see somebody. You know, I cut my finger. And she said, well, how bad is it? And I pulled it off and showed her my finger was gone, and the nurse kind of freaked out. Sure. So I had to calm her down before <laughs> she could go get the doctor. The doctor said, hey, there's nothing we can do with that here. Well, we can take Maybe it by ambulance to Ames. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. And I said, I'm sitting in the waiting room a half hour. I think I can drive myself to Ames. So we loaded up, and 
I drove myself to Ames and went in, and they said, oh, you're the guy with the finger cut off. And <laughs> We heard about you. Yeah. <laughs> they hollered at us. I watched TV while they re-sculpted my finger, and yeah. So did you ever find the other part? Uh, I did. I took the sprocket back apart. That's how I noticed that uh, when I run it through the sprocket, it was running, so I didn't realize I cut my finger off. And I picked up the crescent wrench to tighten because I it, the there's a tensioner on the chain. It was right. a little chain. Right. So I went to tighten it again, and I kept slipping. I thought, the fuck's all that grease all over? And it wasn't. It was blood. <laughs> so I looked down at my glove, and I was missing part of a, my finger on my glove, and I thought... Oh shit, my finger's supposed to be in there. And I <laughs> looked down and I thought, yeah, I just cut my finger off. But I didn't realize it for about 30 seconds. That's insane that yeah. you took the. He's kind of slow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel it. I was turning so many RPMs. I didn't feel it. So then I had to take it all the way back apart and I took my mushed up finger out of it. Yeah. And they always said, you know, throw it in ice is what they always told me. So I had a bag with well, me with snow that. Put snow yeah. on it. <laughs> with my recept, with my registration and everything in it. So I filled it full of snow, throw it in there and drove myself to the hospital and it was too mangled up to do it. So did you want it back? Um, I, I kept it for a little while. They Did let you take did. it? I mean, it was mine. Yeah, they couldn't. That didn't theft if they <laughs> it's didn't. It's my finger. It my property. It's in, property. But it was in my pocket when I walked in there. You should have ate it. <laughs> I feel like I, if I was in that same instance, I would have to try to use it for bait. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a good idea. You the know, nail would just, probably hold it on nice. It wasn't a big hunk, hunk, but, but you know, funny. it's a pretty good hunk. I could have probably caught something with it. But, yeah. and it was mushed up. It would have been perfect bait. To throw on, I suppose, but I didn't think about that at the time. So yeah. the story that missed hold experience. On. Hold on. Yeah. The story yeah. that prefaces this, I'm a huge in fisherman fan and Otis Toad Smith, a guy who I've read a million stories and seen him in a million videos, and ironically, his daughter lives in the same town I live in, which will be a story for another time. But um, he had surgery on his heart. And they had to remove a chunk of his heart. And the, the legend goes is he asked the doctor for his chunk of heart back and then went and caught a catfish on a chunk that of his own heart. Awesome. So if I that's, was that's as hardcore as it gets. Yeah. So if I was ever in your shoes, yeah. I would want to save that and try to no catch catfish on that. it. I've got kind of a side note on that. All my, right, then we got to go to Sparky, what I cut him off with. <laughs> so my, don't forget. Mine's extremely. My girlfriend's daughter's has two of these lizards that are probably 10 inches long. I don't want to take her pets, Cut their tails No, off. but they don't. They don't even play with them. They're just sitting in a cage. Uh, you're implying and like they wouldn't even know they're gone. It's been <laughs> two years. It's been two years I've been working on these things. Some spring... They're going to be on a 10 on hook. <laughs> what, what kind of lizards are they? Geckos. Leopard geckos. Oh, so those one, are so cool. They, one oh. is like orange and yellow and green. That's what I'm saying. They're, yeah. neat, they're neat lizards. Could you imagine a flathead looking at that going, oh my God, what is that? What? See, <laughs> I imagine, they can't swim, can they? I imagine we're going to... Oh, I've not tried. I haven't taken distance. them swimming. Don't walk from the bathroom. You want to take them to the pool? I'm just going to drop them in a the log jam see what happens. There ain't no flathead that's gonna eat them, man. It's gonna be. Uh, it's, worth a shot. it's gonna die. Quit killing my dreams. Let me know. Let me know if you want to be there. I'm just being realistic. It's gonna die in ten minutes, and then a channel cat's gonna nibble on it, and that's yeah. gonna be it. And you're gonna be like, man, I killed my, killed her lizard, and then that's all right. Now they use salamanders, so yeah, but salamanders Maybe. keep kicking. Right. Yeah, that that lizard's only gonna kick for so long. You know, what, if you really want to do it right. 
Not that I'm saying you should do it right. So let's make a plan, All right. Spencer. So <laughs> let's, really, let's plan this out. All right, if you really so, want to do it right. So I, first, I, I send them to the ice cream shop. Well, still are lizards. <laughs> no, my plan is after you have secured Sid Lizard. So you have you have this lizard. The lizard's right? secured. Okay. We have the gecko. This is post story yeah. of getting the lizard. in the bait bucket. If now, you wanted. The if, geckos are secured. If you, and go. Okay, so we have this gecko. You, your best bet would be to run a diddy pool and put it swimming yes. right on top of the water. Now, now you're It's going to keep kicking. Yeah. Not that I'm saying you should, but if you But when did, I do. Nothing <laughs> like a frog. But when I do, I want to run those diddy huh. pools and we do. Okay. Yeah. No, there is no doubt I'm going to be there to witness what happens. In fact, if you did it without me, I'd be. Yeah, you're not coming back on here. Yeah, I'd be pretty unhappy about it. I don't get unhappy about much. I'd be pretty unhappy yeah, be- about that. That's a that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. That's yeah. a that's like a forty dollar bait. You buy a forty dollars, <laughs> gonna eat it. You guarantee I didn't realize it's got leatherback written all over. I didn't realize how expensive it was. It's guaranteed to get eaten yeah. by a turtle. Bait. I I don't care when they're when they're done with them. That's what they're for. I'm just harboring bait. <laughs> I hope you got a better story to top that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. Oh, my, my story's not. <laughs> well, we've been cutting you off. No, no. Or you just got to say it. it it's, well, it's completely off topic now. We'll, just, well this whole no, podcast say, is well, off topic. You're right. You're right. What I was saying is you you asked him if you're if, – were you going to – did you want to put your finger back on? I feel like if I were in the situation of if I cut my finger off, I wouldn't want it back on. Why? I think it'd be like, oh, you know, <laughs> you don't see that? Oh, yeah, I cut my finger off. Well, it's gone. Why no. would you want a finger put back on, though? Because I... I, I mean, I see in your case that you, well, you know, you but... You should be my trigger finger. Now I should... Now it's not, finger. right, yeah. but... And I still... Qual- I did that my last year of college, and I still qualified top gun in my academy class, and <laughs> not bragging. shoot every one Just, of my guys. It, I've seen day. him shoot clay pigeons with the AK several yeah. times. What? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Hopefully, the house is in the background. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man, we can't have a it's impressive. He sucks at fishing. He's yeah. a pretty good shot. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to shoot the fish. Yeah. If it was legal, I would. But it is illegal. <laughs> it's only illegal if you get caught. <laughs> I admire anyone who's good at anything I suck at. So anyone who can shoot stuff effectively, you're awesome. You're I'm awesome. Sure. I'm the guy who uh, pulls off the trick. Like the circus shot, and then misses the the bird the right. Layup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That is me. Consistency, not at all. But uh, every once in a while, I'll pull off a shot. Well, leaves people scratching their heads, and I like that. Yeah. I like that. But a if lot. you hunted as much as you fished, that'd be a different story. I used to hunt quite a bit. Like growing up in high school, and then in college, there was a period of time where my life in my life where I hunted more than I fished. But you wrestled too, so I mean, I did. I didn't hunt tough. or fish yeah. all that much. So you had like a Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there was periods of time where I spent more Sundays hunt. Well, actually, there was during wrestling season. I didn't hardly fish at all. I just hunted. Yeah. But I, I was I like for as far as ice fishing goes, I didn't have any electronics. I didn't have a hut and anything no. like that. So. If I'm going to go do anything, I want to do something where I'm... You know, kill a bird with your dad because your dad had dogs. Exactly, exactly. And you're walking around, too. You're not... Like ice fishing, you're just sitting on a five-gallon bucket in eight-degree weather, freezing your balls off. (laughs) Good time. Yeah, it's great. With the chance of maybe catching a bluegill. (laughs) Maybe. 
if you're lucky. Yeah. And so ice fishing didn't have a whole lot of appeal to me in that realm. Now today's a little different with electronics and being able to be comfortable. But yeah, for a long time, like I did a lot of bird hunting. Well, bird walking. You just went walking. Well, looking at birds. My freshman year of college, (laughs) when I lived in northern Iowa, there was pile birds up there. Like, yeah, like there was days where you'd see no joke three, four, five hundred pheasants. I went, I went to school in South Dakota. I know what you mean. Well, that it was, was crazy. that was substantially better than where yeah, I was, it was at. Crazy. So I couldn't even imagine. But I mean, maybe if the situation flipped around, I might be doing things a little different than I am now. But I don't know. I, first time I ever hooked a flathead, it was just like over. <laughs> that's your fish. Yeah, that's, that's my fish. Yeah. All right, so this is. Uh, pretty much the end where we go well i shouldn't say the end because sometimes it goes on a long time but last cast last cast is a chance for you to to say whatever your heart desires about whatever your heart desires for you know as long as your heart desires this is going to be a short segment i can tell maybe mm-hmm. well i just want to thank both of you guys you know for coming on and uh you know i've fished with sparky once twice i think a couple times yeah yeah and it was, we had some camping trips. It was a good time. You know, I fished with Rick as much as possible, you know, mainly just out fishing. But, you know, I'd, we grew up in the outdoors, and, you know, our mom taught us a lot about fishing, hunting, trapping. So anytime I'd spend with Rick, you know, just bringing the family ties back. So I enjoy both of you guys. We had fun. Um, I can't wait for our trip, Spencer. I'm kind of... We, it's what three weeks away? Three, no less. Two and a half weeks two and away. Weeks we away. might go with them. Yeah, so, I got a boat. You're invited. <laughs> I got a boat. We you're, can follow them down there. You're, you're, you guys are more than welcome to come yeah. down. So we got warm weather and big fish. I I cannot wait to get out there. It's gonna be awesome. Sparky, what's the last thing you, no, yeah, you want to leave the the ladies I'll with? A little something, something. Like, <laughs> no, you hook I me mean, up at, at wait. What's your Instagram handle? Add yeah, uh, let him, Seth let him would go. Seth yeah. underscore would go at, at Seth underscore would go. Yep, you, you hit yep. Sparky up. Once you but, see this man, once girl, you see that stash, he's, he's it's over. Ain't no going back. Just like <laughs> he, yeah, if you're a fisherman, he's literally a catch. You're right. <laughs> no, no, but I just want to go off that. Um, uh, I want to thank you guys for having us on. It's been a wonderful time. Like Ryan said, I've Gosh, you're so boring. Come times. on, man. Oh, I, I was kind of, you know, I, I fished you a couple times, Spencer. Shit, we got some stories where we could go on and on and on. But um, uh, opposite of you, my family's never really been the outdoorsy type. And, not, you know, they just not big hunters. My dad hunt, bird hunts, but um, nothing else. No fish, no fishermen in my family. So it's kind of, I just picked up a fishing rod when I was younger and absolutely fell in love with it and been doing it ever since. And it's kind of my little happy place. Like you said at the beginning of the podcast, it's been wonderful and, can and it's hope, nice to, to, to continue to make, make stories with you bastards. And- yeah, I like it. I like it. Rick, what's the last thing you want to leave? You want to leave your way. Instagram handle too? I, I don't have Instagram. I have, uh, I have Facebook and as soon as I get rid of the business, my Facebook's gone. I do not like technology. I don't like any of that. Stuff. You know what's ironic? Is all this crap that's going on? I'm the same way. Yeah, I didn't have a Facebook for three years, and then I was like, "I'm gonna make some fishing videos." Yep. And then I was like, "How can I promote my fishing videos?" <laughs> the only way to do it. That's the only way to sell tickets. But I'm ready for Erie. Um, like Ryan said, we grew up on the river, so I'm a cat fisherman by heart. I love flathead fishing and cat fisherman. But Psst, 
there's walleyes in that river too. Yeah, there is. <laughs> there's some mushy. Fewer than there used to be. Mushy walleye in there, but Psst, they taste really good. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I travel a long ways. I travel nine hours to go catch walleye, and I'm ready for Erie this year. And but I'm ready for catfishing trips this year. I got my. That's the first poles I got out. My whisker seekers, and I've got four of them, and I got all new line on them, and they're ready to go. And I'm ready to fish this year. I'm going to take a break. I've been saying that the last couple of years because I work more than four normal people, but I'm going to put this new boat to work. So you want to fish this year, we've got, uh, we can take as many people. We can take eight people in both boats and fish. It sounds like a party. Yeah. And I like to party. Yeah. <laughs> you've always got a designated driver. I'll bring the bushlet. So, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you guys drink as much as you want, and I'll get you home wherever we are. Gosh. And I pity the fuckers in the bar that tried to do anything with us. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> That's a scientific fact. Yeah. yeah. It, it's science. Yeah. No, that I, is what you're educated on. The bar, right. The bar fighting scenes in our past, but yeah. it's still there. I still got – I always like to think I got – four left in me i've already got three of them Wait, planned. where did four come from i've already got three of them planned so i've got you know a, the people if too? i have to spend that last one you better watch out because it's all in <laughs> i'm pretty confident you might you might outslug me but i can outrun you so <laughs> i don't think you're catching me i'll catch you try well you got so i got 100 yards you can run faster than me <laughs> You got if 100 I, yards. If I can get away in 100 yards, I'm gone. I don't know. I'll Actually, no. I should rephrase that. Um, I need to hide within 100 yards because yeah, if it goes past 100 yards and be getting away, you got me. I'll be catching you. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I can outrun you in the first 100. For sure. You might be, you'll probably double me. That's what I'm saying. When you but, find him at the end of the 100. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be behind the I tree got, going. I got the, <laughs> all you got to do is hold your breath. We'll you catch just, you. Just yeah, look we'll at you. Jason Voorhees never yeah. never double stepped. He yeah. just nice and slow. Steady I'll get you. Oh, that, that's good stuff. <laughs> no, guys, like everybody took the time to listen to this. I appreciate it, and I enjoy and it. we apologize right up front. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. The only no. time that Viagra has been talked about in Bowers podcast. <laughs> no, it's fun. If you want to want to listen to more, definitely take the time to, to hit the subscribe button or follow button or whatever platform you're listening on and if you're on itunes definitely please leave a review if you want to tell us how awesome we are um if you want to tell us how bad we are though you can email me spencer at rivercertified.com or you can just pound sand we don't want to yeah. hear it <laughs> you know, you can, if you, you don't like us you're a bass fisherman yeah. we don't want to talk to you anyway no i want to have every bad comment about spencer be heard so i'll give you please a sell. you can text me yeah. yeah if you have a problem with me you tell ryan it's ryan or tazler ryan at hotmail.com yes yeah. and and in the it's in the show in notes. the storylines they spencer sucks yes and i will yeah. look at it right away yep. if you if you title it spencer sucks it's guaranteed to be looked at it will be red words your email again? i got a few things i could say and i'm on the podcast <laughs> Now, if you wanna if you wanna check out some fishing videos, you can look up River Certified on YouTube. And if you want to book a trip, you can also email me Spencer at RiverCertified.com, and I'll hook you up. But um, there's something else I was gonna talk about. Help me out. Help Let's me hear out. It. No, I'm I'm asking for help right now. The birds. Oh. Were you gonna talk about the birds? The birds and the bees. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Viagra. Here we go. Uh oh. <laughs> 
that's all I can think about right now. But appreciate you watch or taking time to listen. Thanks. Hope you catch you giant. See you guys. See ya. See ya. Now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.